Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Davia Richardson. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. Xavier, how are you doing? I'm good, Tom. Thank you for having me. You know, uh, you have a nice reputation around town. I know you and a lot of people know you, but I'm going to tell the audience a little bit more about you because you have quite a history in business here. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong on anything, Xavier, but you are the owner and operator of hands-on moving and storage company based out of New Haven and West Haven. And evidently your family has a history of being in the movie industry, which I didn't know. And you are carrying on your dad's legacy with the introduction of hands-on moving and storage. Yes. From the beginning, your vision was to start a professional, caring, and very dependable moving company that offers a high level of customer service to his clients. And I have to tell you, I hear, I do hear great things about your moving company. And I know you do a lot of work with Yale, I guess, huh? Yes, we do. Well, you've come from a family filled of entrepreneurs and you saw it firsthand, the commitment and the hard work that it takes to build and maintain a successful business. That's not any surprise to anybody, but until you're in the game, you don't realize how hard it is, right? Correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a full twenty four seven, right? Yeah. Um, so one one thing about Xavier that I really really enjoy is that he embraces and enhances his own community, and he gives back. I mean, he's always there if they need something, they ask them. He's jumping in. He participates in a lot of community projects in the Haven, um, in the surrounding towns, and. Hands-on moving never hesitates to lend a hand. And uh, my nephew knows Xavier extremely well. And my nephew talks, just raves about him. Um, as, ba- as basically Xavier says, hey, if we're needed, we're going to be there. So he's a committed guy. He's got all his crew members on deck ready to go. And Xavier, it's my privilege to have you on Building and Protecting Your B- Business podcast today. Thanks for taking some time. Thank you for having me. So, you know, one of the things about this show is really to to share people who are running successful businesses and growing, not only their successes, but what, you know, what led them down the wrong path that they had to correct. And obviously, you've learned by trial and error and listening, and you, you are very coachable. But here's my question to you. How did you actually get started in this particular profession? Well, um, as you shared in my bio, um, I learned about entrepreneurship from both my mom and dad. So both my parents have always been heavily involved in real estate. 
um, combined, they own over 30 plus properties um, together. However, my dad inspired me to get into the moving business. He owned multiple businesses such as a construction company, transportation company, Delhi Mart, car wash, and lastly, a moving company. But out of all his businesses, I was always inspired and had a love for the for the movement industry. I just love seeing a place filled with a large volume of product and seeing it just disappear. Um, and then, you know, the biggest thing is not only does it disappear, but you got to safeguard it and put it into a moving vehicle <laughs> that's going up and down the highway to prevent damages. And then you got to place it into another location and, you know, and, and, and make that customer have that wow moment, like, wow, you, you really relieve the stress out of moving things that are awkward, heavy, fragile, and, and so on. So I always had a love just to see my customers, just give me a call and say, your guy was just so professional. They move so quickly. They wrapped everything with care. They maneuver the furniture. It feels good to just hear that because as you know, in this type of service, it's very tedious. I mean, a scratch and a gouge could just happen to, you know, me, you could break our TV today. You know, I could just touch my screen with my finger and the TV could go black. So it's, it's a very hard industry to survive in. So it's, it's happy. I'm happy and proud that I have a great reputation because it's, it's a very hard industry to survive in, I must say. Yeah. And a lot of people are, are resonating with that statement because, again, you, you're depending on people not to break your stuff, not to lose your stuff, to handle it with care. Because uh, it's, hey, listen, I've moved a couple of times and I know that's been always my fear. And you know what? You're telling me this. I had a situation where I realized uh, about 10 years ago when we moved to our, to our current house that there's so many moving companies out there, but uh, after the fact, you find out uh, they might have been the cheapest price, but my God, they don't have the right help. People yeah. weren't, you know, the, the quality was not there, but it's too late, um, yeah. you know? So I, I would assume you're always working on the quality and that message all the time, Xavier, right? Yeah, we have quarterly staff meetings. We're always working on training, um, you know, and it's an industry where, it, you know, people think it's simple. You pick things up and you put it down. So anyone is willing to start a moving company that really don't have much going for themselves. They just think that it's something easy to do. And it, it, and it, it cracks me up because this is, it's a skill, you know, it's not just picking it up, putting it down. And that's why you, the, the industry may be oversaturated, but the good ones, you could tell who's, you know, who's the good moving companies in the industry versus the ones that are just doing it just as a side hustle. So. And, and that's a question I, I wanted to ask you is, you know, some people uh, go into business and become very successful. Some go into business and they struggle. What, what do you think the differences are, are Xavier? I mean, I think you really have to love what you do. Um, and actually, Joe Perone told me this a long time ago. I was, you know, as I, I'm only 29 years old. I started my business at 22. Um, you know, I was working a full-time job overnight, growing my business during the day. And, you know, having that, taking a leap of faith of leaving a full-time job, like I worked at Yale Hospital in management, you know, having to explain to my wife, I'm going to leave a salary job. That was me showcasing that I was very serious about what I want to do in entrepreneurship. If I continue to give 40 hours to someone else's dream or someone else's business, I'm going to casually 
take care of my clientele. I'm going to casually grow my business. I'm going to casually support my employees, which is not going to benefit anyone. So that's where your business will slack. That's where your business may fall to the wayside. So those things happen. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs and business partners that I've spoken to and say, hey, Xavier, you love, you, you know what you're doing. You're great at what you do. Take the leap of faith, put in your, put in your, your two week notice and just do it. And when I did that, I had the best year ever in business. Um, so, you know, that's something that we all have to understand as far as like, if you really want to be an entrepreneur, do it 100 percent. So, you know, I get in the beginning, you're going to have to take some steps where you might have to financially have a secondary job and all these good things. But once you really feel like, you know what, you're at a point where I really want to do what I love, just do it. And sooner or later, the money will equal or, you know, surpass. What you I, I hear that a lot. Uh, and that's the first thing, if, because if you have a passion, it's someone said you'll never work a day in your life and you'll jump in all hands in, you know. Um, and that that's it. so again, you have the passion to do this, but what do you think are the things that you've done so far that have put you on the road to success with your business? Networking. Um, networking is the biggest part of growing your business. Um, I learned a long time ago, you know, joining the local chambers of commerce, joining, joining the BNI. I'm in CEO networking groups. Um, you need people to basically promote you. You need a marketing team. And I'm not saying a marketing team that you're paying a, you know, a Google ad budget for or social media. I'm talking about you need word of mouth out there speaking about your business. Um, so the biggest thing is um, networking. And I, from day one, have always networked the after, the after hour, happy hours, the, you know, BNIs. Every week, some people don't want to, you know, commit to a, a weekly uh, meeting. But if you can't put in the work to, you know, grow in your business, then most likely your business is probably not going to grow. Um, and you know, you got to put that time in. So, yeah, and that and that's a big thing, the marketing, because I've seen many people, people over fifty years of practice, who can make a widget really well. They do it better than anybody. Can't even beat them but yeah. they do, do not like to, or they didn't expect that they had to market. They thought people would just come in and buy it. And I don't care how good it is. You, as I said to you earlier, it takes a village, right? Yes. And, and, you know, let's come back to the networking because um, a lot of feedback I get from uh, my nephew who's in BNI and, you know, there's the givers and there's the takers. I know you're a big giver. And so do you get frustrated because you help a lot of people, but you don't really see them giving or have you had that experience? I see it all the time. And to be honest, me and Joe have had this conversation. That is their loss. I mean, I believe in if you give, 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 you're going to sooner or later receive. Um, and it's kind of like the mentality of when someone owes you, like if I give you a big client, you know, that, you know, makes a change in your business and it makes you good revenue. And it's like, hey, Xavier, thank you. Most likely you're going to look for opportunity to give me something back. You'd be like, you know what? That is Xavier. The next time I have the opportunity to refer him a piece of business, I'm going to because I appreciate what he did with giving me, you know, Joe Smo in support of my business. And if you live that way where you're just giving sooner or later, the ones that 
aren't doing it, they're going to have to jump on board, you know, because it's like, why am I not giving to Xavier? I hear, hear good things about him. He runs a good, good business. He, you know, he shows up every day, ready to work. He gives, gives, gives. Sooner or later, everyone's going to be like, wow, you know what? Maybe I should try to find an opportunity to give him a piece of business or vice versa. So I always keep that mentality. I kind of just stay out of the, the noise and I just look to use any local small business as possible, all the way down to my business cards, to my flyers, to the pens, any way that I could refer someone a piece of business and they could make something off of me, I'm fine. A t-shirt, hoodie, it doesn't matter to me. I'm willing because I need it anyway. So why not give that money to someone that's going to change their business and hopefully, you know, in return, they'll be able to do the same for me, you know? You know, you're unique because as you're, you're talking, uh, you're talking about pens, cups, uh, you know, wh- whatever it is to promote your business. Very few moving companies do that. They put a, a sign on the truck and that's about it. But you are a promoter of your business. So you're branding yourself in the area very well. And I think that's great, Xavier. I think that's fantastic. Um, and that's a way of giving back, too, because. It does touch people. You connect. You connect people uh, by being branded uh, the good way. You know. Yes. Uh, let, what's, let me ask you this though. What's uh, what's your biggest concern as a business owner, Xavier? What is your biggest concern in your business? My biggest concern has always been employee retention, and also for the businesses like mine's. You know, move a company could be, be considered a seasonal business, uh, meaning that most people move between, you know, April and October. You know, once cold comes around and the winter comes around, you want to be settling before the holidays. You don't want to move on the holidays. You know, you don't want to move around Thanksgiving and Christmas. And you don't want to move in a snowstorm. Um, and also <laughs> the market is not, you know, that good as well during, during, the, during the winter time. So that's always been my biggest worries and as an entrepreneur is on you to build your business to get through those you know those hurdles so what i have found was hey you know i have trucks already so when i slow down maybe i should make partnerships with delivery companies um their peak season starts during my off season so in october that's when everybody needs things to be shipped for the holiday so the amazons you know the lows the Raymores, all these different furniture companies. I have partnered with them. And now I found out my biggest hurdle on surviving the off season. And I'm looking to actually write a book about that within my industry, because that's something that's really big that I lost employee retention because in October I had to let people go because I couldn't guarantee them 40 hours anymore. You lose good people. You hope that they come back around in the spring, but if they found a great relationship with a new employer, why would they come back? Because they know that the next off season, they're going to be laid off again. So I had to figure all these things out to retain good employees and also being able to guarantee people a lifestyle where I want to invest into you 100%, not just six months out of the year, not eight months out of the year, but I want to work for hands-on and make this a career. And that's what I always wanted for people that work for me. I want them to stay here I want them to grow here because I'm growing my business and I don't want them to go elsewhere. So I had to figure out how to survive the off season. And that was my biggest hurdle. Boy, that that's an interesting, that's new to me. I never thought of it that way, but 
now that you said it, I, I actually see that. And, um, you know, that's the interesting thing about being innovated and having passion in your business. You come up with very innovative uh, ways of building your business. Um, sometimes roadblocks are good because that challenge uh, really does challenge you to start thinking. I never even thought of that, Xavier. That's fantastic. And, you know, you mentioned another thing, too. You're investing in your employees. Boy, that's nice to hear because I would think that most people think uh, that, you know, the people you hire are part-time or, you know, it's seasonal. They they work a couple of months. But you you sound like you're really trying to keep them with you and have them grow with you. Is that correct? Absolutely. I have some people on my crew that have been here since day one. So since 2014. I have at least probably six or seven people that are still with me since then. Wow. So, you know, and as a young, as a young entrepreneur, 22 years old, having people have faith in me to say, Hey, stick it out with me for the next seven years. <laughs> you know, a yeah. lot of that maybe, maybe didn't sound promising at that time. They're like, Hey, what is this young guy talking about? All right. Let's see if it works out. And over time I have proven myself. Um, because not only did I have to get over the leap of, you know, get over the hurdle of just being an entrepreneur, but I had to also get over the hurdle of being young in business. So a lot of my counterparts are 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. I mean, the Anthony Aguilera is 100 plus years in the movement industry. So yeah. like you, you're talking about my brand. People ask me, are you a franchise? And I laugh. And I'm like, no, but... I'm glad that I made my brand to the point where you feel that it is. Um, and, you know, I'm seven years in business aligned with other companies that are, you know, a hundred plus years in business. So, um, you know, it takes time, but, you know, <laughs> year after year, we're looking to continue to grow, you know? So here's a question that I think you could help people with a lot uh, along with the other answers you've given me, but people are always concerned about, having good employees stay with you and you've had, you have six or seven that have stayed in a business that normally it's not like that. So what are you doing? Um, not specifically, but in general, what are you doing to keep people staying with you? I think you really need to share with your employees, your future goals for them or your business. Um, you know, I'm part of, I'm also a part of a fraternity and something I learned a long time ago is sometimes we want to be the popular ones where we want people to come join us versus sharing with the candidate that we want you <laughs> to be, you know, with us. So I'm more engaged in, yes, I may be on the side of I'm the CEO and this is my goal and my vision to grow my business. But I want to tell you that you are access to me like i think what you bring to the table is very important and i need you and when you share with someone that you need them and you're inspired by these different skill sets and you could show them that your skill sets could lead to this over the future being here at my business that goes a long way so yes what i say to six or seven people that's still with me did they go get a secondary job here and there yes Absolutely. Because like I told you in business over time, I learned how to survive the off season. In the beginning, it was my hurdle. Um, but they always came back because of I had a vision for them. They always came back because after they left for the off season, oh my gosh, he has two trucks now. 
Oh, he has three trucks now. Oh, he has five trucks now. Oh, he has a bigger warehouse now. Oh, he has this contract now. So I have proven to them everything that I preach that I want from you to be here at hands on. I'm going to get my business to the point where I could take you and have you be here 100%. And it's funny, that's the way I literally operate. Anyone that I feel that will be a great asset to my business, I call them and say, hey, what are you doing for employment? I'm working at X, Y, and Z. I need you to come over to my company full time. And this is what I'm going to guarantee you for the year. Okay. I put in my two weeks notice. That's how I'm able to do it at that point because I have built a trust relationship over the years where people believe in what I say and I showcase that whatever I say, I'm going to get. And and it sounds like you communicate very well with your people. Yes. Throughout every process, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter what's going on. Communicate. If we're wrong on the on the business side as an executive team, hey, we're at fault. We apologize that this happened. You know, we didn't we didn't relay this information to you about this customer, or that customer, which may have made your your move go a little bit harder or, or longer, or you might have had more difficulties. I'm always I'm always about being transparent. Um, and when you're transparent, you know, your guys they 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 will do anything for you when you are honest and very transparent. So, you know, and I was a person that was in the field in the beginning. So I worked in the snow. I worked in the cold. I worked the 16 hour days. So I'm also a hands on, no pun intended, but I'm a hands on owner, meaning that, yes, I'm not in the back of the truck anymore. But in the beginning, my guys have seen me do that. So they understand that, hey, if it's a rainy day, you shouldn't be complaining about moving Tom because you have saw the CEO do it three years ago. So when it rains, it's no problem for us. We just have different processes that we do when it rains. And it's, 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 it's not people calling out, oh, I don't want to work in the rain today. Oh, it's too cold. It's, a, it's five degrees outside. I'm not going to move Tom because it's too cold. I don't have those problems like other companies because I already built that relationship where my guys won't, you know, they won't do that to me. They, they're invested in my business. So yeah, which is you've created a culture. I when you're telling me this, I think of I've mentioned this many, many times. Trader Joe's has a culture. If you go to Trader Joe's, everybody's smiling. They love to be there because they created something. There was great communication. And you're doing that with your company. And because of it, the benefits are you're keeping employees longer and they are part of that culture. And they're proud to be working in your company and with you. Interesting. It's great. Yes. Uh, but I know that's a lot of work. I know you have a family. So here's the big question. How are you creating some free time for yourself? So that's something I've been working on um, over the last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I can't stay still. Um I'm, I'm I'm always and I'm always looking for the next opportunity. I'm always looking to you know grow, grow, grow. Uh, but yes, you have to create free time. One thing I always have done, I always schedule at least three vacations a year, um, which is not enough to be honest. You know, you still got to find out the weekends and you know take a couple of days off during the week. But I always have scheduled three vacations out of the year um, just to make sure that I have designated time guarantee for family time. And then, you know, some days I try to take half days, 
And I always I always have my weekends free for my family. And I I won't tell anyone to tell, you know, in the beginning, as you're growing your business, you're gonna have to make sacrifices. Yeah. And that may be family time. And I would not tell anyone to do anything differently. Uh, but I will say you need to look in the future of how could you get that time back? Um, because as we all know, our kids grow, they grow fast. And that time you will never get back again. Um, and, you know, starting in business at a young age, I missed out on a lot of youth things that are considered fun um, because I, I just I grew up so quickly. Um, and do I beat myself up for it? No. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to enjoy a lot of those transitions that some others had a chance to enjoy while they were in college. Cause I started my business my junior year in college. So, you know, I had to <laughs> miss a couple parties. <laughs> I had to, you know, skip up on a couple of events. I had to do a lot of things differently than the normal college kid. Um, but, you know, it has brought me to where I am today. So I'm not upset about my decisions, but you got to turn it around and find and make time for family. You have to. Well, I'm sure you, uh, my nephew might've told you, I, wrote a book this year called Unlocking Your Business DNA. But one of the things I stressed was taking a lot of time off. And in that book, I talk about how I built a multi-million dollar planning practice on 80 work days a year. And that didn't happen overnight. It's just like you said. And think of it like a rocket taking off. All the turbo thrust is right in the beginning and all that energy is, but once it's up there, then it starts to do more of a cruise. And that's exactly what entrepreneurs that are starting have to do. So you, you do, like Xavier said, you know, you're, you're sacrificing and yeah, I'd rather go to a party. I'd rather go on a date. And sometimes it just can't happen. But at some point, like you said, turning it around where the rewards are, you got it, you got it on a, on a cruise type of, situation as uh, as your business grows and 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 you did it the right way and whether it was a mis- uh by uh just doing it or not you did it the right way i appreciate that <laughs> it's, yeah it's, especially- good to hear, it's good to hear to tell someone that i did it the right way <laughs> yeah you did it the right way because re- now you have a family now you really do need the time you know as a single person you just work right, right. but uh and i say that all the time because one of the things on on when i hear this show I want people to know that even if they're struggling and working 80 hours a week, if they do the right things, it'll, it'll come back where you'll be working, you know, two days a week and enjoying the rewards and enjoying being more, more creative in your business. But it, it like everything else in life, that's worth something. You gotta, you gotta pay a price and, and you have, you know, um, I, I know what inspired you to get into the movie moving business because you told me, but I, I want to get your take on what you think being an entrepreneur is, Xavier, to you, what it means to you. My definition of an entrepreneur is a dreamer. Simple as that. Um, as a child, I always dream of working for myself. I was inspired by my dad who never answered to anyone um, because he was the boss. Um, he was able to take a nap at one o'clock in the afternoon and sleep for three hours and just get back up and, and check on his other job sites to make sure everything was going well while everyone else was working an eight to 12 hour shift. Um, I dream of being rich. I dream of being the person that others count on. And with my dream, 
for it to come true, you yes, you must work hard every single day to fulfill your dream. You must be willing to wake up early, stay late, and make sacrifice sacrifices so one day you can enjoy the benefits. But entrepreneurship is dreaming, taking a risk to do what you simply love to do, and that's the way I look at entrepreneurship. It it really is that simple, and that, and you're absolutely right because once you have the dream and the passion, and you see a vision. There's people to help you. All you have to do is implement and stay focused. And is it easy? No. Uh, is it doable? Very doable. And I agree with you. I think it's a dream. I think it's passion. It's vision. And it's it's surrounding yourself with the right people that'll keep you thinking positively. Yes. And I know you have a lot of those people in your life, which is great. I do. <laughs> Because um, we're all watching you, you know that, right? Know you guys. <laughs> yeah. um, now, tell us. Let's, let's talk about the business because you you did something that a lot of businesses didn't do, and that's you survived the pandemic. Where a lot of now, and I take. Let me come back. Ten years ago, when the Great Recession, they call it that. I don't know whether it was or not, but it affected a lot of companies. So that's strike one. Now, all of a sudden, 10 years later, you get the pandemic. That's strike two. Now, on strike two, a lot of companies went down real quick, but you didn't. How did you prepare for that? To be honest, my preparation was what I my journey in business over the last six or seven years. Um, if I wasn't networking and building relationships before the pandemic, I would have never got the phone call from these local universities and colleges when they closed down to say, hey, we need you to move out, you know, thousands of people because, you know, we we, we have to get them out of, you know, out of school, get them into storage and, and so on. So, number one, I have storage as an option because I built my business. I took it serious. Number two. I'm, a, I'm on a lot of vendor lists for these colleges. So me putting in the work to make these relationships and have these meetings, I'm able to get this phone call because as we both know, Tom, Yale University, University of New Haven is not going to Google or the yellow pages and say, hey, it's a pandemic and we need to move all these people out. Let's Google someone on Craigslist or find a moving company on Craigslist to move these guys out. No, they're looking for people that are vetted. They're looking for companies that are trust companies. So I got the call based on the work I did before, not based off the work I'm doing now. So when it came to the pandemic, a lot of businesses were like, whoa, I need to start taking this serious now because I want to keep my doors open. But at that point, it's a little bit too late because that pond has narrowed now because there's a lot of there's a lot of moving companies in the, in Connecticut. But there's not a lot of moving companies that have the clearance to work with certain businesses and companies. So I'm sorry, those people weren't called during those times. The ones that were already vetted, the ones that already had those relationships were called on. So that's why I'm very big on taking your business serious from day one. That's why I said, yes, put get up early, stay late. I don't I definitely want you to get to the point where you're taking days off, but you have to get your business to the point where it's at a foundation where you have people that need your services and when it's needed, like the pandemic, I was able to survive. So maybe we were slow for maybe 30 days, but then we got all the phone calls for the college move out. So I was lucky to be on the right side of the pandemic. And then the real estate market, the interest rates went down. 
and then everyone wanted to start putting their house on the market, start selling. So as you know, the transportation industry is doing an amazing job during the pandemic. We, you know, deliveries are, you know, up. Everything, you know, is up as far as Amazon. And everyone, you can't get furniture for six months now because we're so backed up. So I'm on a positive side of it. Um, but I made this relationship before the pandemic, which is why I believe I survived it. You know, it's like a, a definition of luck. The definition of luck is uh, preparation meets opportunity. And you prepared your company. So when the opportunity came, you were ready to jump. As they say in basketball, suit up, you're starting today, right? So <laughs> so you were ready. We were ready, yeah. Yeah. Um, talk, tell me about your future, about expansion, Xavier. So right now... Um... Next year, we're looking to expand into the Hartford County or Fairfield County location. Um, but definitely over the next two years, we will have three locations in Connecticut. And from there, um, looking to get into Massachusetts and um, start another business outside of the state. And then I have a couple key locations I want to go to, like the Florida, the California, the Atlanta, Georgia, North Carolina, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. And from there, after having about seven locations in different states um i want to franchise because obviously i'm one person um so there's no way i'm going to start a company in every state um i'm going to get into key cities and then i'm going to you know franchise my business and allow other people to you know that really inspired to start a movement company come on with my foundation and you know teach them the way i operate in business and give them a good product which they'll be willing to invest in so i do have my team working on franchising right now um, you know, we're, we're working on that, but I think before we actually launch that, we want to at least have three locations going just to show, you know, history, because obviously I'm from New Haven. So it's pretty, pretty easy for me to kind of blow up when I'm in the same city that I'm, I was born and raised at. But yeah. I want to show from a franchise standpoint, what I could do outside of my comfort zone. Um, and that's what we're looking to do over the next year or two by getting to these two different counties um to showcase like hey we, we want to be covering the entire state um you know three locations you know at this point we have eight company vehicles but you know i'm hoping to get to 100 company vehicles why not you know dream big yeah and why not it's right and it's, it's so refreshing to to talk to someone who is thinking uh more about the future than just getting through the week and payroll that's you know that's refreshing um do you have any plans for any outside businesses outside of the moving? Yeah, so I actually started a landscaping business with a partner um, 30 days ago called Maintenance Pro Landscaping. Um, I partnered with another person that has been in business for seven years as well. Um, connected with him. Um, I use him as a vendor for my moving company. He always have got, done good business and vice versa. So um, we came up with the idea of starting a landscaping company um, because we're both on the commercial realm and the residential realm. Um, so we already have a big following. Uh, we already have clientele um, in the network. So, you know, obviously if I'm moving people, you're moving to, you know, a new location for the first time, let me leave a card for landscaping for you as well. You know, not only will we relocate you into your new home, we can maintain your new home as well. Um, so it seemed like, you know, something that was easy to do. A lot of people don't know, I do have another business called Hands on Express. Um, and that's my delivery division. 
Um, but it, it kind of goes hand in hand with hands on moving because a lot of people see that the hands on moving trucks are doing the delivery. So a lot of people don't know that I already have a second business. So this will be my third venture with a partner. So I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't really want to do much else other than getting to starting a nonprofit, which, you know, maybe we'll talk a year from now about that topic. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to just stay stationary with what I have and just growing what I have. kind of want to oversaturate myself. Once you start getting into a lot of different things, you start oversaturating yourself. One business goes down because you're not really invested as much. So I'm going to stop here and just let everything blossom, you know. Well, you're, you're growing in leaps and bounds. You have great attitudes. You're building a culture. You're doing all the right things that I talk about in my book and that most people would read about on business building and it's really refreshing and uh and what i like about what you're talking about too is you have a timing mechanism you have a structure it's not just a willy-nilly i want to do this and you so you have you're pragmatic about it and it's so really refreshing to hear that um Xavier, you helped uh, on this podcast, you helped a lot of young people and and business owners who are veterans think a little bit about how you've been taking basic concepts and and expanding them and using them and staying with basics. And I want to thank you for really teaching us again how it's done. It's nice to hear it. Really nice to hear it. Yeah. And Xavier, is there anything else you'd like to leave with us before we we shut down here? No, I'm just, you know, anyone that's looking to start a business, just go ahead and do it. Don't try to, you know, you could you need to do the business plan, but don't waste two to three years dreaming on, hey, I, I want to keep doing this. I want to do this business one day. You keep adding a paragraph and a paragraph to the business plan month after month and you never get it completed and you keep tabling your dream, you keep tabling your dream, you keep tabling your dream. And I, you know, I, one day I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to keep saying I'm going to do this next year. I'm not going to keep saying every year I'm going to do it next year. So that's why I told you I'm starting a hard for a fair for a county location next year because I'm just going to do it. Um, even if I have to relocate one truck and have three guys and maybe only do, I don't know, 150 jobs in, in Hartford or, you know, Fairfield County. It is what it is. But if I keep just trying to make it so perfect, it's going to happen five years from now. And I'm going to be five years older. <laughs> and it's never going to really time, you know, time is going to go by and it, it just may never happen. Um, so I have changed that model and that my state with myself. Yes, I started off perfectly with hands-on moving by having the business plan and everything like that. But with my other ventures, I just jumped into it because once you know business and once you know how to operate and you know that networking is key and you understand that marketing is needed, you could kind of get into doing whatever you like long as you put in the work and you have the systems in place. Systems are key. Um, you know, write your quick business plan, connect with the right people. Pay for help. Understand that people are experts in things that you're not. So just pay them because you're going to have that giver's game model. You're going to receive that in return in some way. So I just trust everyone on my team. I trust all my mar- my marketing team, my accountant. I, account- I trust everybody that works with me, my insurance agent, 
and I just let them do what they do, you know? And if they say, hey, Xavier, you need to get a $5 million umbrella because you get these type of contract opportunities, then let's do it. And then what happened? I'm getting $20,000 contracts, $30,000 contracts, $50,000 contracts. So I'm thankful that I listen to someone that are experts in what they do because now I pay for that policy, you know, 10 times over. So um, these are the things that you just have to ask for help and I'm willing to help others. Um, so I'm open to people wanting to just have a consultation with me just to get more in depth about my story. And if they have any business questions, they could they could reach out to me, you know, Comp call the company number 203-937-2156. I'm extension number five leave a voicemail for me and I, and I, I promise I'll get back to you. Yeah. You know? And I'll put, I'll put all the contact information in the show notes, Xavier. So people will know to get, how to get in touch with you, but here, let me summarize something. Um, you, you're growing through passion. That's how you started it. You took action. You didn't just put it in theory and, found every reason you got to work on it again. That's why uh, Jim Rome says, at some point you got to put into action if you want it to happen. So you took action. You believe in networking and, and connecting people because it, it takes a village to get where you are. You trust your employees, you teach them. You're doing so many good things. And I think at some point you're going to be a great consultant for people in a lot of different businesses because you've done it. As I say to my nephew, you've done it. You've built it up. So it's really refreshing. You start another business, Tom, see? <laughs> yeah. There you go. You're consulting. Well, look at, well, look at, we're getting, uh, I want to end this because we're getting lengthy, but I, I, again, Xavier, it was my pleasure and honor to have you on today. So thanks so much. All right. Thank you, buddy. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing Click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.